and welcome everybody to what we have now dubbed the Full Volume Podcast. That's right. Full 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 um, I am your host. I'm your co-host, G.I. Jolie, and I am joined by... Harvey Brent, we decided. Yes, yes. Permanently Harvey Brent, just for this iteration. And today... Uh, we just need to unload about what we saw because it has been, I mean, we'd always have to unload, but we're here to talk as always about WandaVision. Um, Girl, we got so much to talk about. So much. Yeah. Um, I think that five people, the night that that episode dropped five, I got five different messages that are like, did you watch it? Did you watch it? Have you watched it? There are people who I haven't spoken to since high school. <laughs> who messaged my ass and were like, look, my husband thinks I'm crazy and I just needed to get this off my chest. Have you watched the latest episode of WandaVision? And I'm like, hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I have. So, Multiple times. Yes. Yeah, so today we are joined by someone who needs absolutely no introduction. If you're familiar with the comic book syndicate where this uh, with this, where our podcast happens to make its home. Do we do drum roll? I don't know if we can drum roll here. I, I'm afraid it's going to blow up my mic, but I'll try. Yeah, you can turn on your camera now, Mike. <laughs> hey, can you see me? There you go. <laughs> right. There he is. By the, uh, you know, He's power the power of Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, by the power by the power of Grayskull, we're able to get our very first, well, technically, feel like a returning guest. If you can call yeah, if you can call the first one that we did, uh, an episode of full volume. We actually reviewed the first two episodes with you. Right. Yeah, originally you had a part of the series, then you took it out, and now it's not part of the series, right? Some re- some revisionism there. That's okay. Some, some rebranding is going on. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> we'll talk about other stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited to talk about WandaVision for sure. That thing knocked my socks off. How I, I was spoiled a little bit because I made the mistake of reading the WandaVision cast like five weeks ago. And so I knew he was going to be in it. Well, which we- kind of... Well, I was going to say, we did talk about that in our first right, review all right. together. We're like, oh, Evan Peters is on Wikipedia. What could right. that mean? So, I, to be fair, though, it, I will say, like, I, like, it makes total sense in hindsight. But for some reason, the first time I saw his name there, I did not immediately go to Quicksilver. But it does make sense. Right, right, But right, it also right. doesn't. You know what I mean? It's right, also right. crazy. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I think that we had discussed, like, the potential or what we had heard was potentially going to be um his role like oh he was just going to be an agent of sword um and it's they were using it people speculated that it was a ploy to keep us all unaware that like aaron johnson was going to be back in the role of quicksilver um and then um the article that aaron johnson was quoted in as saying he'd never return in that role of quicksilver ever again like Mm. people were saying oh that's fake he's trying to throw us off the scent when in reality everything we thought was true is happening yeah. Which I'm happy about because I mean, who who does he's already in sort of like a multiverse of sorts in American Horror Story. So I mean, mm-hmm. he's not uh, a stranger to <laughs> to multiverse uh, 
versary, multiversary. He's he's good at following those those leaps in logic and the in the bending of of worlds. He I think he gets that maybe conceptually as an actor because yeah, like you said, American Horror Story has given him like you know every season started off as individual and now slowly over time they've started to intertwine and he's able to you know as an actor he was able to play with that and those expectations and those roles and maybe that is actually part of the reason they're like yeah let's let's give evan peters a shot in the marvel connected universe and or cinematics sorry i don't want to say connected um so i think he he's a smart guy like a smart person to choose to to try this with oh yeah i we and sorry we just got a little bit ahead of ourselves so i guess we should like recap yeah (laughs) how could we not though like that i mean we were just like bursting at the seams to talk about it but sorry yeah jolie if you want to like backtrack us and i was gonna hand over the reins to our special guest oh yeah because he's actually like really good at recapping things like yeah for sure but uh yeah i don't know if you wanted to do that mike sure yeah well I'm assuming everyone's been watching the show up until this point, which we will talk about. I'm assuming how some people have complained about the pace of the show. I'm not one of them. But basically, two weeks, like, episode four was the big reveal about we find out what's been going on behind the scenes, which we we find out, you know, uh, S.W.O.R.D. and Monica Rambo and their roles and everything and how it's kind of like this isolated city in the middle of nowhere and they can't get there. I didn't think they could talk like what they now they're kind of cross cutting between the two different realities. So now they're showing uh, Wanda and Vision living in an 80s sitcom, which we can talk about later if it's a specific one or a mixture, but it's great. Like they got the high, well, Saturday Night Live calls them mom jeans, right? And like the permed hair, and it's just great. I love it. And uh, so we're cross cutting back and forth also to Sword, who's kind of monitoring them. And Every episode has there's been little hints of glimpses into the outside world that are showing that something weirds going on. But in this one, uh, the vision goes to work and he's having a conversation with one of his coworkers. And then through looking at his computer, he sees some kind of attempted communication through right from the outside world. So then he kind of, you know, uses his abilities to like scan the mind of his coworker, and he realizes that he kind of like removes this sort of mind control, and the the coworker is like freaking out, basically saying that Wanda is controlling his mind, and help me, blah blah blah. And then he just puts him back to the way he was, and lets the guy go on his day. Then he go, then Vision ends up going back home and uh, confronts Wanda about what's going on, and basically reveals that he knows what's going on. Something's weird. Something's not normal. We also find out. That he could be acting different from previous episodes because somewhere in this, co- the course of these episodes, Wanda has broken into whatever sword or shield facility and stolen the Vision's dead body because Vision was killed in Avengers four, or th- three. Three, yeah. Three, and so then basically, Vision's trying to get the truth out of Wanda, and she she gives one revelation, which is she's not actually doing all this. This was already kind of already here. She's manipulating it, but it's not all her creation, which is one twist. Then there's these hints of things happening that are outside of her control. And then the final, like, like I, I think there might be a few uh, lead-ups to it. And then basically the doorbell rings. And she's like, that's not me. So right away you're like, oh, what's who's going to be at the door? So then we cut to the door. The door opens up. We see the back of the person's head. We see the silver hair. So we're thinking, oh, well, it's got to be Quicksilver. And then it cuts to Kat Denning and uh, Jimmy Woo, whoever they are, watching the TV. We cut back. It is Quicksilver. 
but it's not what's his name aaron taylor it's evan peters evan peters yeah (laughs) the quicksilver from the x-men movies which is a completely different continuity which yeah i mean even though i kind of saw it coming it still blew me away it was just awesome like what an ending right and that's basically where we are now and the entire internet broke i think well, like, yeah, they called it they called it the seventy one point three billion dollar crossover because I believe seventy one point three billion was the the gross of Fox, like Fox. I don't, I don't think the X Men well, franchise, but Fox Films in general for like okay, or like it was there was a cost of purchasing Fox. But I think maybe it was okay. seventy one point three. So they called it the seventy one point three billion dollar crossover, and it's like this this could mean absolutely nothing. This could just be like a little hint to the fans, a little wink, or this could crack open so much more this is like star wars overlapping with star trek possibly like you know what i mean like it's, it's that just level of right it's crazy yeah. if they wanted to they could acknowledge the continuity of the x-men films and which by the way i was i was talking to jolie about it too i'm like introducing evan peters as quicksilver does that basically mean that the entire fox universe was basically an illusion or a fever dream because that would be hilarious <laughs> or they could actually or they could actually you know make it a, a legit multiverse you know possibility i could see them going sure. other way mm-hmm. like um i for me and it it's because it's because of the name of the doctor strange film that's happening and all of the like I guess I should say it, multiverse of madness. Um, it makes sense. It explains also why there have been all these strange casting announcements, not even strange, just really exciting. All of those casting announcements for Spider-Man. So we have Toby Maguire returning, we have Andrew Garfield returning. Alfred and, Molina. And Alfred Molina. So does that mean that they're also potentially going to amalgamate? Like, you mean, like, we have all these different Spider-Men, or, yeah, all these different actors who played Spider-Man, who are potentially going to be in the new Spider-Man film. And then we have to see um, Evan Peters being cast as Quicksilver. To me, to me, it means, yes, not only are they bringing in Spider-Man, one, they've already purchased in the X-Men, I think this is a really great way of introducing a different, the other multi, like introducing the X-Men as a multiverse. It'll um, it'll explain away the weirdness for the people who've been following which companies own which properties. And it's super interesting for me, especially to explain to my twin sister what's happening. She's like, whoa, this is crazy. She had no idea about um, about why the X-Men... She's like, X-Men are Marvel, but why aren't they in Spider-Man? Why aren't they with the Avengers? Why aren't they helping in the Infinity War? She just couldn't understand it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She was upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, right. well, here's the thing. Putting Evan, Evan Peters into this television show means I feel like, like we're going to see them now. We're going to see them. Um, hopefully we're going to see them. I mean, I don't want to jump the shark or gun or you know I jump the gun I don't yeah. know if, I don't know if we'll see them in WandaVision, but I think I think they will be at least teased at some point and whether Doctor Strange or maybe the Spider-Man 3, I think they'll their presence will be teased or you know something to lead to it, but I don't think we'll see specific actors show up aside from Evan Peters. That's my prediction. Yeah. I just gotta point out the the one difference with Quicksilver is he is the only character whose rights were split between two companies. Because there was the Quicksilver in Avengers 2. 
Mm-hmm. And then there's the Quicksilver and X-Men at the same time. That's the only character where the rights were split. And I can only assume it's because since Quicksilver is an inhuman, but or sorry, Quicksilver is a mutant, right? So that makes him part of the X-Men franchise, but he's also an Avenger, so that makes him part of the Avengers franchise. So I think that's why when Marvel sold the rights, they were able to split them up. Yeah. So that makes him so the rest of the X-Men it's not like there was two Wolverine actors and two Cyclops actors right this is the only one so there is a chance that he might be the only character who we see from the Fox continuity it is possible the other thing is uh we should also mention that Deadpool is Deadpool 3 will be coming out so that is a carryover whereas as far as we know the rest of the X-Men characters will be rebooted I think the only question mark is New Mutants which was a franchise where they cast at least three big actors, one of which who's become even bigger, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, right? She's even bigger now because of Queen's Gambit. So in my opinion, it's like if Disney has Anya Taylor-Joy already cast as magic, why not reuse her? Why not keep, why not use Maisie Williams, right? Like, keep it going. So I don't know. That's where, I mean, I don't think we'll see like Patrick Stewart as Professor X, but we might at least see an acknowledgement. I think you might uh, even see James McAvoy carrying on. That is also a possibility, uh, right? Why not? He's a great yeah. actor, so yeah. And like, why would you get rid of Michael Fassbender? I, I mean, right? You've already got this really great roster of actors who have portrayed the X Men, uh, beginning with like First Class. So I can see that part of the universe coming in, and maybe becoming part of this one. But maybe, um, I mean. I just want to talk about Evan Peters all day. <laughs> See, but we should, yeah, like, He's a great actor. He's a great yeah, actor. It's like, we could go back to the start of the episode and then work our way back to talking about him. Because, I mean, we should. We don't have to, but we should talk let's, about the rest of the episode. Let's, let's, let's put our pants on and just hold on for a minute. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quite literally, yeah. let's put our pants on. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess maybe we should actually do, really just, I guess, do a deep dive of what happened this episode. I mean, Mike, you did a, a great recap. Um, but, I mean, there's just so much to talk about in terms of theme, tone, um, the writing this episode, um, and also synthesizing the writing with um, uh, television tropes. Like, And we'll get to it a little bit later on, but they even use like a credit scene as a way to end a conversation, which was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> which shows that... It's Wanda manipulating it. It's it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I want to do that in real life. Um, but like, there's just like so much. You know, there's so much to talk about. Like, I guess first, should we hit the '80s though? Like, just in terms of the vibe sure. and you know the the intro credits. The eight, like, um, I, was it a reference to not in Living Color? Uh, what was the '80s? That's what I was wondering. To Family Ties. That's what I thought. So, family Ties. So, okay. Yeah. The, there was, I think there were three television shows. The first one was Family Ties, where you see the hand-drawn portrait of the family uh, become colorized. And then the the far-out zoom in to the family running towards the cameras. Obviously, full house. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> and then they're having a picnic. And there's a third television show, but I, um, I can't really remember. Oh, where it's like they flash uh, childhood photos. Uh, um, I can't remember which one that is because I I was born in the eighties, so I have a hard time I, remembering the television shows of the eighties. But do you know which one it is? Was it Silver Spoons? No, I'm not sure. But there was also a show called Just the Ten of Us. I'm not sure if that was it. But honestly, I'm just guessing at this point. I don't know for sure. Okay, but yeah, anyways, but honestly, though. 
amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was that was so great. And like like Mike said too earlier, just like the big hair, the jeans. Um, mm-hmm. even like, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but like when they were laying down in the the city square, having a picnic with the kids, they just had like, just very eighties, like cutlery and stuff. And I'm assuming like, you know, plain white bread and milk, because that was like the things that people ate back then. It was right. Right. Cruel. It was very westernized, gross gluten stuff. Um, so like, I just feel like that was probably what they were eating. I could only, I could imagine that's what they were trying to sell me as a viewer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it was, I mean, it was great. And then, you know, when we actually get into the beginning of the episode, of course, we get another appearance by Agnes um, right. with ridiculous, ridiculous hair. I loved it. I loved every second of it. Yes. And for some reason, and she she is the neighbor who's always in workout gear. I, yeah, she is. Yeah. Me, first of all, a girl can pull it off. Second of all, she... It's just, I love, I love the way they're using her though. Just like the whole, you know, she comes in and Vision protests her looking after the babies. And then she's like, um, uh, do, do you want me to do that again? Like just breaks it, breaks yes. the show so subtly. And like, I, to be honest, I still think aside from Quicksilver, Quicksilver is now the biggest question mark going forward. But Agatha is the second biggest quest question mark. She's clearly in on it. She know she's privy to, I mean, we've talked about this before. She's privy that there's something going on. Um, she knows that this is a hex, which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. She, but we don't know whether she's good or bad. We don't even know if she's still if she's playing um, Agatha Harkness. We don't know that. We we just guess that between the right. three of us. Right. But even then, if she is playing Agatha, is she a good witch or is she serving Mephisto? Because that is something. And again, for those that haven't watched the previous episodes, Mephisto is basically the devil, mm-hmm. um, Marvel's version of the devil. And so uh, we don't know where Ag- uh, Agnes stands, excuse me. So it's just, it's so fun to watch her kind of just get herself involved. Like she inserts herself into these situations, but we don't know whether it's for, I guess, okay, now that I'm talking about it out loud, and I apologize for going on a rant, but well, because she is inserting herself into these scenes and she's almost enabling Wanda, there's got to be a reason why she's enabling Wanda. So that leads me to believe that she's maybe not doing this for good reasons, but I don't know for sure. That's just, I'm just thinking out loud now. That that just kind of hit me. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen dot for a while. I've, I've heard those theories about dot, but apparently also dots passport was on the wall when they were doing the missing persons. Wait, who's dot again? Is that dot is Emma Caulfield. Oh, sorry. I'm I'm sorry. It could be, it could be Emma Caulfield. Emma Caulfield could be, um, someone else mm-hmm. because the whole um up until now and since the last episode we have been made to believe that wanda now we think that wanda is behind it all Wanda's is behind it all because this is a reaction to her extreme grief at losing her entire family and everyone she loves um but wanda sort of um and we haven't even gotten to the boys yet. But Wanda, sort of at the end of the episode, in a conversation before Evan Peters shows up, or Quicksilver, in a, a conversation with the Vision, kind of uh, gives it away. Actually, this would be the second time that she's like, she kind of acknowledges that it's not totally her doing. Mm-hmm. Um, she, like, when he, when the bell ri- when the doorbell rings to end their conversation, the very serious conversation that they're having, Wanda looks at him and goes, that wasn't me, but you don't believe me, do you? 
And then mm-hmm. even Vision is like, well, I mean, no. <laughs> I, I now that I'm, the jig is up, girl. I I can't I can't tell which what is what. Like I can't you know you've given me no evidence to the contrary. Yeah. So um, and the, I would say the second the first time you see it for me at least was when she created. So in this episode, the the boy they have the t- the twins. They're um. It's a part which we'll get to where they have aged up and they have found a dog and they're going to have a dog. And Wanda's like, okay, we're going to have a dog. Right. Now, and dad says it's okay. And she, while Agnes, <laughs> because Agnes is in the room, while she looks away, she like magics, um, Wanda magics up a collar for the dog. And he's like, wait a second, you did that. I thought we were trying to hide our powers. So yeah. That's that was to me the the first time that like, um, you kind of see that she acknowledges that there's something weird going on because she says, well, she didn't even notice when, yeah, like he's like, what if Agnes saw? Um, we're we're trying to hide everything. She's like, well, Agnes barely noticed when the boys aged up themselves. <laughs> even if she saw me, what would she care that she saw me do magic? Maybe yeah. we don't have to hide ourselves anymore, which th- th- to me is sort of hinting at Wanda noticing there's something weird about this place. But you know, I mean, she's like, I, she's like, we do have to hide ourselves. This is kind of the perfect place for us to create a family, but she's slowly not like she's revealing herself slowly, which. Yeah. Which is, to, and I, I feel like I'm explaining this incorrectly or like poorly. Do you see? Do you get what I'm saying though? Like well, she witnessed somebody witnessing their magic, and that person said nothing. And she's like, "Oh, okay. I guess we can push our luck a little more in whatever think, world we live." Even if you go back to the first episode, right? Um, within the sitcom parody, the first thing I think that took you out of it or took them out of it was when the the boss was choking you remember mm-hmm. so at first i thought okay is this a fantasy in her head is this a computer program we don't know but then when someone's choking and she's concerned about it and she's freaking out and it breaks the style of the show i think that's that's a hint that again something's going on that's beyond her control so that was the first hint of that right so this actually follows that so I'm just glad that it's not because if it was just like oh this is all being controlled by Wanda like once you reveal that that there's no other twist right but now that they're kind of like that's the obvious answer but it's not that and I like the fact that it's not that right I like the fact that there's other things going on like we still don't know about the neighbor the one neighbor that was remember he had like a bandsaw and he was cutting the cement wall like all that stuff is still unexplained so mm-hmm. there's obviously more going this, on though. I don't know. I... <laughs> and you know what's cool about Mephisto is he has been used in a movie. It just happened to be Ghost Rider. Yeah. Which is yet another studio. And he was played by, well, he was called Mephistopheles. And he was played by Peter Fonda, who unfortunately has died. So it won't yeah. be him. That would have been another great twist. But anyway. That, yeah, would, all, be nice. that, would, that would be the twist of the century. If, if, right, right, <laughs> that right. would be amazing, yeah. Right, but I mean they're all about resurrecting characters, so it is Marvel. To be, to be yeah. fair, the Marvel universe hasn't done it that much so far, aside from Vision and like, I mean, I guess now Quicksilver. But the Marvel's pretty good at keeping people dead right. for the most part. Right. 
Well, I mean, in the in the cinematic universe, but the comics are obviously Not the comics. No. <laughs> comics are a joke in terms of revivals. Yeah. Um, yes. So, go oh, ahead. Sorry. No, oh, go I ahead. Say the whole so the scene where you see Wanda. So it's it, it's it divulged to us that Wanda, um, in like one of those like little briefings that they're having in their military compound of sword, we are told that um, or we actually see Wanda stealing the body of Vision. Right. Um, after the events of Civil War. And in the last episode, we were talking about how that was leaked or it was cut um, from one of the films as an end credit scene. Really? Yeah. Um, mm. I had I had watched uh, a I had watched like a fan YouTube video also talking about the show and they had mentioned that and I found it really interesting and I tried to go look for it obviously right at a time um I thought it was really unique that they uh, well I thought it was weird that someone had mentioned it from before and I was like did they did, was it really cut footage or like I, I don't I don't know like also uh just oh I'm gonna cut all this but like just the thought of them resurrecting characters um like how yeah i like that that's the anomaly to me that i i can't explain away with um a history of comics knowledge that's the, the is the way that we've been able to resurrect the vision for this television show so what i'm uh, wondering is maybe wanda thinks she resurrected vision but maybe it's really mephisto well, I guess the other thing to keep in mind is that the Vision is an android. He is a synthesoid, synth yeah. Synthesoid, so it's easier to resurrect him than a living organism. But I, I did actually give that explanation to myself as I saw that scene play out about Wanda right. taking his body. I'm like, oh, it's a synthesoid. Of course she could. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> With no, like, basis. But, I mean, I could also see Jolie's point where it's like, yeah, how the hell do you do that? Because, you know, so I, I, I'm interested to see if they're going to go into the specifics of that. Yeah. Well, Go ahead, Julie. Well, no, because that's the thing is like he he may seem all power, like Vision may seem all powerful, um, as a as a synthesoid, but he isn't um, immortal. Yeah, and and that's the thing that was kind of like a really good reminder during the events of um, the Infinity War. Is that oh, it's like okay, so they ripped that stone right out of his forehead, and he's gone. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I had just reread uh, The Vision by Tom King and one of the characters in the same sort of fashion is taken out of the world. And it's like, yeah, these they may be robots, but they cannot be or they may be AI, but they can't be resurrected. Sometimes there's no coming back from it. Right, so. right. Well, the other question I have is. So, okay, so she stole Vision's body, but when did she steal it? Was it mid-series? Like, it was not before the continuity of episode one. It was somewhere in the middle there. Or maybe it was in between episode three and four, right? Because... Well, according to uh, according to one of the agents of S.W.O.R.D., it was exactly nine days before the events of WandaVision. Okay. Okay, so then that means that the vision we've seen, starting from episode one, is... See, because I was under the impression that she stole the body, like, in between episodes three and four. But I guess that would make more sense. Because I thought that maybe... oh. Maybe that means that the vision in the first three episodes or four episodes was just in her head, and now it's the real vision, and that's why he's acting different. But no, okay, I see what you mean now. So all mm -hmm. along, it's been this, and that's, and that's why we saw that one flash 
I think it was in episode three or four where we saw for a brief moment. Remember, you could see like his head all destroyed and everything. Oh, yeah. Right. It was definitely but. episode four that we covered in the last episode of Full Fall. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, as great. yet unnamed episode. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. but yeah, uh, I mean, so yeah, we, I, we've talked a lot about, you know, basically the, the backstory of how Wanda got Vision's body and, you know, reanimated it through behind the scenes writing, um, which hopefully they explain. But then we also get that, that cut of, um, like Michael talked about earlier, Vision at work, and he he gets to contact from the outside world. Um, says that's not right. That's kind of weird. Um, and then he touches the computer, uh, and then touches his coworker, who I, I can't remember his name. I apologize, but it snaps him out of Wanda's spell. And so that's that's their first kind of, um, I guess, um, exposure to someone who has you know what they're being subjugated to under Wanda's spells. I think that was really interesting too. Mm-hmm. is seeing how these people are kind of suffering i mean in a way <clears throat> so it was uh that but then that's when vision really like okay this is this has gone too far something's going on we need to get to the bottom of this he rushes home um after the dog passes away which is very sad which is also another very suspect thing that they didn't see the dog pass away so i'm wondering whether agnes had a role in that <laughs> but again that's my whole we could do a whole podcast on agnes there's so much there to talk about but Vision gets home, and then he confronts Wanda, and that leads to, you know, what we've talked about a couple times already, but the biggest scene in the episode. Um, mm-hmm. Which, I, does anybody want to fangirl over it in terms of the... I think the credits were hilarious. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's like... When they're... <laughs> well, I think this also ties into uh, what I want to talk about, which is the small section of viewers that are complaining about the pace of the show. Uh, saying that the first three episodes were too slow, blah, blah, blah. Personally, I think that the people complaining are all comic book fanboys who don't know how to watch television or film. Okay? And I think the, yeah, and I, I think that the average normal I, normal person just... Uh, films. This is the way a story unfolds. I'm, am I here? Oh, there you go. They're back. Okay. And I think that, like, okay, let me put it this way. An average person that just watches normal TV understands this is how stories play out. You have a mystery that could play out over multiple seasons, whether it be X-Files or Lost or even Breaking Bad. Like, this is how stories unfold. But people who have dined exclusively on Marvel films and and blockbuster films, of course they're going to be impatient because... The Vision and Scarlet Witch aren't punching a, a video game character, right? And so, I'm sorry, but no, these first three episodes were not slow. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. They satirized sitcoms, which was one level of entertainment, which we all enjoyed. Then they gave the hint of something, you know, that was going on. Right, and they, they hinted at the mystery. And then people are like, oh, well, it was really slow up until episode four and five. It's like, no, but if you didn't have those first three episodes... What are you going to do? Start off the show answering all the questions? Yeah. Right? You have to have that, ask that question to make you wonder what's going on, the suspense of wondering what's going on. That makes Mm -hmm. you enjoy the show on a different level. And then you talked about the credits. Like, you know, for all, you know, yes, this is a Disney show. Yes, it's Marvel. But I think that we're going to look back and realize that they're doing, they're experimenting. They're doing something different. I mean, yes, there's been 
movies that are similar, like Truman Show and, you know, things like that. But this is on a different level, like you said, where she's actually using the medium of a sitcom to, to like, affect the plot. She's trying mm-hmm. to get everyone to shut up by rolling credits. It's insane, right? Like, yeah. I've never seen that before. It's great. Yeah, she's like, yeah. I'm going to bed. Roll credits. Credits right. are to roll. And then Vision's like, no, you can't just stop this conversation. Like, you can't just stop this conversation by rolling the credits and then going to bed and then changing everything around again so that when we wake up, it's it's like so that when we wake up, it's it's a completely new place again. It's like Vision knows what's going on mm-hmm. and he hasn't been saying anything up until now, which is another sort of nice little intrigue that they slid into there. We're like going on that one point that you said that we're going to look over um, like 20 years from now when people look at these, the entire cinematic universe, they're going to see standouts. And this show is going to be a standout because of their youth, because of the writing, because of the experimental nature of it. And they didn't, I loved how the, the release format was true to like weekly television. Right. It remains true to recruit television. They said that they were going to give us episodes five and six. They're like, nah, never mind. Just five then. Like, <laughs> like okay. really? Good. Yeah. I had read that we were going to get five and six on Friday because things had been leaked. I I did see there was a bunch of stuff about leaks. I did see that there was like somebody did actually leak the Evan Peters reveal. Um, so there was a lot about that. So I did read actually something similar to you, Jolie, about them just kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, do five and six together, but it didn't happen that way. And I'm glad it didn't because I am even more so on the edge of my CB. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Yeah, and I love, I love go- sitting down on a Friday, Thursday night, Friday night, and and knowing that there's going to be a new episode of something that I love on, right, and that I didn't right. just consume it in one whole day last week. Yeah, like, like, let's be clear, if if, if they... Sorry, go ahead, Julie. No, um, I was just going to make a point about television, the format of television, or the release well, schedule. Like, the for, yeah, like, the weekly format of television worked for, what, 70 years? And now people are like, oh, they should dump it all at once. If they dumped the whole season at once, how long would the buzz have lasted? It would have lasted a couple days, you know, right? Give everyone a chance to catch up. And then it's all, like... Then, you know, it's kind of like when you run into people, you're like, oh, did you watch them all yet? Oh, I'm only on episode two. Oh, okay, we can't talk about it. And then by the time they catch up, you forgot about it. You're on to another show. This way, it focuses everyone. So we know every Friday, this is what everyone's going to be talking about, right? Exactly. And it spreads it out. And every Friday, I now have my designated date with Evan Peters. Like, that's... Right, right. Yeah, welcome my to my. He doesn't know it, but yeah. Welcome to my multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> my multiverse of boyfriends, Evan <laughs> Peters. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the other in this corner in the Netflix universe, we have Henry Cavill building a computer, and also in that Witcher rig. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't think I'd like long white hair and like sort of like a wizardly, um, <laughs> mage look, but okay. I'm into these, it. These fair colored wigs are working great on men, just like Evan Peters. Like the, the yeah. gray hair, I don't hate it. Yeah. Do not hate. <laughs> Dude, it's really funny oh. too. So, uh, the, uh, it kind of goes off of what Mike was saying about the whole weekly thing. Now we have something to be excited about. Television is what brought me and Brent together. 
That's true. Every Sunday, we would Walking watch Dead. The Walking Dead until we eventually took our relationship outside of the living room <laughs> and into the bar. <laughs> and into the Just, bar. Yeah. On, and, we and into the bar. The and onto the dance floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we watched. We watched that. I don't think we watched Game of Thrones together. No. We, we watched it with Mike a little bit. Later, yeah. later we did. Yeah. Then I moved away. Oh, yes. Even Harry. Yeah. Yeah. And you know yeah. what? Again, people look down on television. They always have, but I mean, it's the same thing as a weekly radio show or a Saturday matinee or like this whole idea, or even a soap opera. Right? Like there is an art form to telling a story and to keep you guessing and to have cliffhangers. And, you know, even me, I'm very critical of Marvel movies. I don't think they're great. But if you can get half the country talking about a TV show because of the the the, the mystery that you're, you know, unraveling, I mean, they're doing a good job, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just really impressed with the show. I'm really liking it. Absolutely. I and I, I got to point out one other thing, too. Um... I'm just going to share my screen quickly. Okay, let me know when you guys can see this. Wait, can you see it? Okay, can you see that? You see Evan Peters? Yes. <laughs> when that him. photo when that photo was released, I was like, "Oh, this movie's going to be crap." Remember? It was X-Men Days of Future Past. Sure oh, enough, yeah. I was wrong. I fully confess I was wrong cuz I didn't know Evan Peters cuz I had not watched um American, American Horror, Horror Story. Story yet, yeah. and I didn't know the genius of Evan Peters, but he is a genius. Let's be clear. And He's, so, anyway, so so let's talk about. I mean, we only had about twenty seconds to go off of at the end, but let's talk about what we saw. He he came with the the Euro the Eurovision accent, uh, you know, like an, a Romanian trying to act like an American, which was hilarious. And like the two lines he had. But it was yeah. very obvious. He's trying to be an American, but he's, you know, Sokovian. Sorry, I said Romanian. Let's let's keep it in, you know, <laughs> in canon here. He has yeah. a Sokovian accent, but trying to be like an American person, because that's probably what would have happened in the 80s, you know? Um, yeah. So but, I, he, but really quickly, the X-Men Quicksilver was not. Correct. He had an American accent. Right. Yeah. But I think that's so, part of the genius of WandaVision. I think there's a sure. nuance here of because now he's in the marvel universe and the old quicksilver had a sokovian accent this quicksilver must i think there's they're gonna address that for sure i think in in upcoming episodes sure um and so also he had the just the typical euro style he had like that choker you know it was just it was great i think he did a great job yeah and like a cute little nod to the fonds and maybe Belki Bartakamus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. I've come from far away. And like even in and that's the thing is that um you remember when the boys, the two twins are asking Wanda if she has any brothers or sisters? And she says, Well, I have a brother, but he lives far away now. It's right. like, wait, so and that's the thing is that like I can, I don't know who to trust at this point. Did she cook him up? Did Mephisto cook him up? Like I don't yeah. know. It's such an yeah. intrigue, and I can't wait. To, I can't wait till next week. Like it's crazy. Yeah, I'm just looking at. Uh, I'm looking at the photos online of his uh, outfit from the end of the episode. Yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. What were his lines again? They were just kind of throwaway lines, but they were great. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, can't uh, can't a long lost brother get a hug?" Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
And, oh, and let's just talk about our own personal reactions. I texted Brent and was like, oh my God, I had the most, the strangest involuntary reaction seeing Evan Peters. I burst into tears. <laughs> like, boom, tears. Yeah. Sobbing, no, he's. It was just, it was so, like, I think we just, at that moment, like, we were just processing just the amount of possibilities that this, that this appearance brings us, right, as viewers. Like, you could do now just, just so much, you know, you can bring in all of a sudden the lore of 10 Fox X-Men movies, and you can comment on them, you know, so it's, it's just really, like, it's a pre-explosion to the, you know, explosion we're going to see in, uh, in the multiverse, Doctor Strange's multiverse, but like it's just it's really just opened things up. So that's what got me. Like just I process so much in my head in like 10 seconds. I'm like, oh my God, it means this. It means this. It could mean this. Like it just it just mm-hmm. blew up my like I felt like a kid again, you know? Like it's just one of those things where it's like your your fantasy and your imagination really take over. Mm-hmm. Sure. And you know, the thing is I we should also quickly point out uh that DC and Marvel both have movies coming that are going to deal with multiverses, right? Like we have Doctor Strange, which which what's the title of the movie? Doctor Strange and the Multiverse Mo- of Madness. Okay, so we know that's going to deal with the multiverse. Then we know that's going to set up the next Spider-Man movie, which we already know. Apparently, Tobey Maguire and uh, Tom Holland are both going to be in it. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, Billy, what's his name, Jamie Fox, Electro is going to be in it, so th- that's addressing that. And I love, I'm sorry, I, I love DC, but DC always gets beaten to the punch because DC, first of all, invented the concept of the multiverse, and here <laughs> they're like, oh yeah, we're going to have Michael Keaton as Batman, and they've been trumped twice now. You know what I mean? It's like by the time it gets to that, every it's going to be played out. You know, the whole well, trope. They've hitched their cart to Zack Snyder for some reason, so. I don't know why they don't equate that to their, um, you know, just failure. Yeah, to their failure. Just ditch him for crying out loud. Well, and we thought we were rid of him, and now it's like, oh, now we're gonna have the four-hour Justice League cut. But it's funny because I like how the the Justice League, our uh, the new director's cut, has gone from it's gonna be a ten-episode miniseries to oh, actually, it's just gonna be a, a four-hour movie. And it's going to be this. It's going to have this. It's going to have all these new actors. Actually, no, we cut the budget. And it's basically just going to be probably going to be a piece of crap no one's going to watch. But we'll With still like probably four additional it. minutes of footage. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Post credit sequence. There you go. That's it. Yeah. And it's like the bean counters will hooray for HBO Max when they've gotten their subscribers and everyone the next day on the internet will have complained about how they loathe DC now. So, I mean, honestly, I, it's like, I, how I view the Wonder Woman movies is like, she's trying to break free from this weird, like terrible universe, (laughs) this terrible (laughs) universe, because she's like, well, my movies are fine. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Just put Patty Jenkins in the helm. Anyway, back, back to (laughs) the theaters. Well, I was gonna say predictions for going forward. What do you think this Evan Peters cameo means? Let's let's give let's give hard predictions of what we think this storytelling device is going to yield. Okay, Michael first. Okay, uh, I don't necessarily think. Honestly, I don't think it's a multiverse thing. I it could be because we know it's coming. It might tie into that. I think it's more of the idea that because this is a simulation or a spell. It's more tied in with that. The fact that we could find out that 
either Evan Peters is just a projection in her mind. Although the fact that she's not controlling it means it can't be. So it's maybe a projection in someone else's mind. But I personally, my guess is it's not a multiverse thing. It's something else. But that's my guess. Okay. Okay. I'll go second. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I disagree. And I think it is a multiverse thing. Um, Technically, I guess we missed Into the Spider-Verse, which already introduced us to a multiverse of Spider-Man. So we know that it's possible. um, And we know that it's coming for Doctor Strange. And we know that they needed to introduce the X-Men somehow. Um, So I feel like it is uh, a way to get that roster of characters from first class on into uh, what is in existence. And potentially introduce more things that happened in the past. But that is what I believe. I... I don't, I'm like right down the middle between you two because I would be shocked if they used WandaVision as an opportunity to bring in this entire cast of characters, like this entire franchise. That's what mm-hmm. that's what kind of like throws me off a little bit. But at the same time, it's like, again, why use Evan Peters? Like, why? Like, you could have used Aaron Taylor Johnson. True. In, I mean, he says no, but if you throw enough money at anyone, they're going to say yes. You know what I mean? So it's like, why did they choose him? So there, mm-hmm. there's clearly... I don't know. I don't think. I don't know. I could see him being a manifestation. I could see him being a tool of of someone manipulating Wanda. So I could see him being nefarious. But at the same time, it's like again, why use Evan Peters? So I'm just I'm like right down the middle from the two of you, and I don't know which way it's gonna go. <laughs> I just don't want him to be Mephisto. I've seen no. that. I've seen that be a theory, though. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't well, know. You know, I I think the one thing I got to say, I don't know about you guys, but I know that, for example, when we reviewed Star Wars The Last Jedi, we have a certain co-host on Comic Book Syndicate whom we won't mention by name, but she thought, she had all these theories about uh, Kylo Ren and blah, 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 and uh, Rey, and the one thing I said is, okay, no matter what you think and no matter what I think, let's both hope that whatever they come up with is not what we guess. Because, you know, like, I think she was under the impression that she wanted her theories to be true. I'm like, no, I don't want my theories to be true. I want the writers to come up with something that I don't expect, right? Yeah. So I think that so far we've been in safe hands. So I, I think you're right, Brent, in the way it's like it's probably somewhere in the middle where it's not. it can't be exactly what we're thinking or else it'd be too obvious, right? Yeah. I don't know. This is, mm-hmm. like, I've, I haven't been this, like... No, I want to say bothered, but I haven't been like this immersed in a in a plot device in a long time in in any show, not just MCU related. Like I'm, this right. is really picking at me. I'm like, what the heck mm. is going on? Right, <laughs> that's right, great. Right. That means I'm engaged. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I never watched so like I usually watch things really passively while I do other things. In this, I am mad if other people are in the room. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I also, I gotta say one other thing. I love the fact that it's only a half hour long. I expect you know? that to change, though. I expect really? future episodes to be longer to to go along with our decadal tr- um, transformation of TV shows. How TV shows have become longer. I expect like the last two episodes to be long. Oh, See? you know what? That would be really cool. Is if the, it culminated in like a police procedural, forty five minutes to an hour show, a Game of Thrones style, yeah. 
Well, the thing or is, they, yeah. they've all been sitcoms. So the way I see it is, if they go 90s, I predict Seinfeld or Friends type uh, of a satirization. If they go to 2000s, I mean, sitcoms, I mean, TV's changed so much, but like, what would you do for the 2000s? Like, Arrested Development? Yeah, or like it, it wouldn't be like a typical sitcom because they almost don't exist anymore. There'd be no laugh um, track. How right, I Met right. Your Mother. It would be a live studio audience. Or like Big Bang Theory, unfortunately. Yeah. I don't like, but yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's that's no why I wrote How I Met Your Mother. Big Bang was the last thing I said and I immediately regretted it when it fell out of my mouth. So. Because okay. I anyway, hot garbage. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I am... Like I said, I mean, you can disrespect genre entertainment all you want and disrespect Marvel, which I do. I disrespect Marvel movies. But I'm telling you, again, there is an art form to telling a story. And the, like you said, Brent, you're so we're, all of us are so wrapped up in the story. That's that's how you tell a story, right? Like mm-hmm. you unravel a mystery. You have twists, you have turns. And it's just great. I'm loving the show. They done good. Yeah. And, well, and, and I don't think. I mean, I'm, I am looking forward to, like, Loki and uh, not so much Falcon and Winter Soldier, but I can't imagine them topping this, but we'll see. I agree with you. I think this one is actually the most interesting of the TV, sh- pro- TV show properties that are upcoming. I I almost wish they held off on this one until they aired Falcon and Winter Soldier and uh, and Loki, but I think WandaVision is, like, con- conceptually the most interesting. Right. And it is a good way. You're right. It's almost like they're starting at the top, but it's a great way to launch it because at first I was like, oh, here we go. They're just going to milk it. They're going to launch five shows. And but now that I've seen this, I'm like, oh, my God, they're actually putting some effort into it. You know? Yeah. Totally. This, this show was robbed of an Emmy nomination. <laughs> Unless they wait till next year. I, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because technically didn't start in January. So maybe the cutoff is like December 31st or something. I don't know. Hmm. Oh, that's very possible. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how those things run themselves. I just know that the seasons happen. Right. Uh, so can we, uh, I do eventually, just so everyone knows at home, I do have an anti-Super Bowl party that I have to get started soon. But before I go, can we, can we, can we, can we what? Okay. <laughs> he cut off right at the worst time. <laughs> there you are. Oh, can we talk about Elizabeth Olsen and how great her acting is? For yours. Continue yeah. to, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, seriously, I, I always thought she was obviously pretty, but I, and I thought she was a good actress, but now I'm like, oh my God, she. It's one thing to satirize or, or like, to parody a sitcom, but she. It's like she gets it. She's got the voice. She's got the intonation, the pacing, and she can do the humor. Like, both of them. Paul Bettany, they're doing... They got the humor down pat. Like, it's just really surprising how good they both are, you know? Yeah. It's like when film actors come down from Mount Hollywood and they come down to do television and everyone makes a big deal out of it and they always do phenomenally... like. Film actors always do crazy well in a television series, and they're always like touted for being um, sort of the the you know the reason why they're really really good. This is kind of like like what uh, I think the 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 first time I just got hit over and over the head with it was like when Nicole Kidman did Big Little Lies, and I was like, okay, okay, okay. I have not mm-hmm. seen but no. that, but I've heard it's good. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
uh, again, in a, in a, we covered it the last time. I think Brent had said it. I would lost my thought. Oh, but, uh, uh, TV actor or film actors? Oh, okay. Well, I was. I'll just say one quick thing: uh, is that when Thor came out, the first Thor, I was actually what someone who was critical of Chris Evans. I was like, uh, he's okay, but he's not. Chris he's Hemsworth, not, you mean? Oh, Chris Hemsworth. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I knew it was wrong, but I still said it. I it's was like, Chris he's Curry. okay, but he's not Tobey Maguire. He's not Hugh Jackman. He's not Christopher Reeve. He's not going to make an impact. No one's going to remember him. And then he goes and does Ghostbusters, which Jolie and I both enjoyed. Did you see Ghostbusters, Brent? I, I did, and I liked his role in it. He was incredible. He was so funny. And again, it's like, okay, this guy was probably cast for his looks and his physique and whatever. And he can act, yeah. But wait, wait. No, he's actually a brilliant comedian. Yeah. And that's what I feel like we really lucked out with these actors. Like, they're all great. Even Kat Denning. Thank God they brought back Kat Denning because she was not in Thor 3. Oh, wait, Brent, hold on. What do we see here? Okay, I, I don't know. I don't have anything personal against Kat Dennings, <laughs> but I really don't like Two Broke Girls. Oh, I never so, seen it. Oh, Kat I don't know. It's one of those shows that grate me. But I, I, do like, I do like when they bring uh, characters back that have been in the series. I, I love interconnected Right. media like that so i in that in that aspect i do i am happy she's back <laughs> yeah like on one hand you could say it's kind of like agents of shield where like well we can't afford sam jackson so we'll get the guy who played agent colson it's probably a little bit of you know cost cutting but at the same time she was one of my favorite parts of thor one and two mm -hmm. so i'm happy to see her back and that was the thought that i remembered we had spoke about how um when agents of shield first did that when or when when Marvel started getting into television, everyone was like, this is not going to last. If they can't get those film actors into the television shows, S.H.I.E.L.D. will not last. And, right. I mean, by a miracle, it did. Right. Because there are some people in this world who do like the man who plays Agent Coulson. And yes, I feel right. like that entire fandom was like the ratings that that show needed. Right. Yeah. It's funny, too, because didn't they... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't, it never had Chris Hemsworth, but it did have the woman who played Sif, right? Or Sif? I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Yes. it Sif or Sif? Her. Her. <laughs> I call her Sif. Okay. Um, yeah, they, Sif. they had, they teased Thor being part of it, and then they introduced her, which is fine. She is an Asgardian. They needed an Asgardian. And then they had Samuel L. Jackson eventually. Um, and they also had Robin Sparkles. What is her name again? Agent Hill? Oh, Maria yes. Hill. Maria Hill. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Agent Maria Hill. So, I mean, they did have some crossover, but I don't feel like they had enough. And I think that the whole intrigue with what happened to Coulson during his time in the Avengers movies, like, it wasn't enough uh, to carry that show mm -hmm. into what it needed to be until... And that was before the sale of Marvel to Disney, right? Mm -hmm. It yeah. what? Agents, Agents of Shield? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Di no. Disney bought. Okay. So I think yeah, but but you know what though? Uh, one thing that's changed in the last year. Is that I think the Mar and again I'm not an expert on this, but I believe it used to be that the Marvel television division and the film division were separate, and that's why we saw not only we saw Agents of Shield, which by the way Joss Whedon, 
said flat out, I don't even acknowledge Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's not canon. Did I mention his brother-in-law is like and the showrunner of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? <laughs> you mean his sister-in-law. Oh, his sister-in-law. Okay. And his so it's like so, Right. Yeah. So even, even Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was not canon. And then you have the Netflix shows, which are completely unrelated. Then you have like Hulu shows and all these other things. But I think in the last year, what's happened is they've eliminated the television division. And that's why now... We have one division, all those other shows that are spinning directly out of the film. So I think the quality, even though I did like Agents of Shield, I think the quality overall will be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like the Netflix shows were fine too. And I mean, if you oh, like them, yeah, <laughs> Daredevil yeah. season one and Jessica Jones season one are still their best serious properties. I think. I've heard, I've heard some rumblings that uh, Charlie Cox will be in Spider Man three. As Daredevil. Yeah. That's oh, pretty cool. I hope so. Yeah, like, I mean, again, Daredevil, I, I, I couldn't get through season three, but there's still enough there to work with that they could make it work and continue it, right? Like, why not? It was great. Yeah. So, if you have your own theories, please have at it in the comments below. We'd like to hear them because you just heard ours. Our- <laughs> Do you like Evan Peters? Please send all of your Evan Peters image folders Fan because art. we we yeah. know that you have them. Just send yeah. it all. Uh, I started as a new email address so that we could um, keep the the strange fan mail away from the comic book syndicate email. So if you want to send either myself or Clark Brent an email, uh, or sorry, Harvey. I was gonna Brent. say, what'd you call me? No, <laughs> I don't know who she is. Um, it's fullvolumepod at gmail.com. Um, you can follow myself or Brent on Instagram. I'm at G.I. Jolie. Uh, I'm at Brent Brent Bo Brent. <laughs> and you can follow the comic book syndicate at comic book syndicate or Michael. I'm sure you have Instagram as well. Yeah, it's just uh, underscore Mike underscore L underscore. Oh. E-L. Mike L. Yes. Very important person. <laughs> so uh, you can you can find us on all social media. Um, again, I invite you. Don't send your hate mail this time. Just send us your best, you know, your best file saves of Evan Peters because I want to see them. And Brent, high definition, <laughs> preferably. Yeah. Yes. Mean. Yeah. Please don't send. You know what? You will be automatically trolled and banned. If you send us screenshots from your cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so um that has been the third episode. Yeah. Thanks everybody. Fourth. Yep. Of the full volume podcast. See ya. Now with a name. Thank you again to our guest, Michael. I have been Chia Jolie. Harvey Brent. Bye. Okay, bye guys. Spider friends, go for it. Alright. Oh no. Don't try to get out here. Cut that out.